This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette runs the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this shit? Show. Be so awful, Mr. McMahon. I didn't think it was. By Angro on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon and the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy jumpy, uh, beep beep! Goldberg steered Russo out of the cage! I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is... Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Raw and SmackDown review. I am Vince Russo. This is the Bidhameen Letters and Coach Carter II. And we are here to bring you the latest in Raw and SmackDown. What is going on? Let's start with Benjamin Letters, bro. What, is, what does that mean, Benjamin Letters? Oh, you did, you did. You must have missed that TikTok trend last week where all these uh, influencers and their white guilt or their blind patriotism uh, combination, which is what I pray off of, <laughs> all went to TikTok and read the Osama Bin Laden letter from 2000, right. early 2000, yeah. uh, and they're like, he was right. Like, you know, with just that we uh, will tie a yellow ribbon around a tree and go to war for Black Rock, Lockheed Martin, and uh, any other uh, Iraq for profit and chop up our sons and daughters. And then 20 years later, uh, comes all the way around with. Uh, what kind of person to say a toe to so? But you know what? A toe to so. A fucking a toe to so. So uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's interesting to see them like uh, just throw themselves under the bus and and uh, understand uh, geopolitics for the first time. <laughs> very nice, very nice. And what about Coach Carter? A second, what is this about? I, I just had nothing else, so I saw Coach Carter on my TV last night. Oh, and I said, yeah, nice. Coach Carter. That's it. Mahomes had nothing else in the second half, man. What the frig? I thought he had over 225 last night, and my parlay got killed because of Mahomes. What was the final of that game, bro? Because I didn't see it. Uh, uh, they, I think 21-17, Eagles, uh, Dirty Eagles Birds over. went over. Yeah, and they yeah. were down too, right? Yeah, they, 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 they iced them in the second half. They didn't. Chiefs didn't score. Wow. wow. Yeah, but then again, they, I mean, it was probably one of the more boring games or more one of the most disappointing games of the season, which the, the commentators can actually talk about in football. But wrestling commentators, no matter how bad it is, you yeah. got to tell everybody it's good. Oh, come on, Stevie. How can you say bad? How can you say no matter how bad it is when SmackDown opens with damage control? Come on, man. <laughs> you know, well, you bro, I, I got to tell you something. You, you want a thread? You want a story arc? There's your damage control for two hours. We have been saying this. Uh, we have been saying this for years now, bro. We are in control oh, now. <laughs> Here's the problem. We have been saying this for years that it's not too difficult 
to make Bailey a Karen. There are a million videos on YouTube. All you got to do is go out and recreate them. It's really simple. But since they haven't done that, it makes her come across as absolutely horrible. And I have no idea how to cut a promo. Now, if if you put her in the cat if, in the Karen category, it's more plausible. But I mean, going out there, bro, th- this cracks me up. She's calling people dumb dumbs, and then she uses the line, "We're playing chess while you're playing Candy Line, Candyland." So she's using a line that's been used a billion times. We're playing chess instead while you're playing checkers, and replacing it with Candyland like it's an original promo and it's. It's her own. Bro, she, like I said, if she were a Karen, it would be okay. But since they've never made her that character, bro, she's got, in my opinion, she's got to be one of the worst people on the mic on the roster. Yeah, you're not you're not far off on that. And I mean, I think she's a smart player, even playing a, a lower stakes character, because I don't think she just got the Candyland line wrong. I think she's doing the biff from uh, Back to the Future, make like a tree and get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, like that's uh, that's one thing. But like, uh, yeah, the fact they have Chelsea Green, who's very attractive and like in showing off sex appeal while trying to do the Karen thing, as opposed to fully leaning into it and not having that and even aligning her and Bailey on the same side to be dual Karens, you know what I mean? Who are power walking around the arena or whatever with (laughs) two pound weights on and shit. And then the other part is that Bailey's getting over because she's got that junk in the trunk and became part of meme culture. And then they don't lean into that. They don't put it over and they don't whatever. They just wait for the tape trader masturbators to get a screenshot. And that's what goes viral the next day. All the stuff that they're putting investment into, into creative has no hook to it. No payoff, no dividend whatsoever. So, um, yeah, we're, it's right there in front of them being served up. And she, the only time she really ever was over, you could argue, is when she was out there with the balloon man from uh, Midas Tires in the in the entrance, right? Like, since then, we've really had nothing where she did Sally Jesse Raphael sit down or ding dong hello or none of that stuff you can even go back to the most painful segment ever of this is your life Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was that was brutal bob so yeah man there's there's opportunity there for her to really make a mark but really she's kind of wasted three four years on stuff that will never last the test of time you know stevie um you know you you've got the great channel uh stevie rich's wrestling on youtube and you 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 lay out all these and you teach bro you're like a college professor stevie here's the one thing and that i don't hates, and everybody hates it no please. <laughs> stevie it to me it's like i i just every time i watch bailey and keep in mind guys i had to watch smackdown for a, a while so thank god i got a bailey break but i always ask myself stevie like how how with so many reps, how can you not improve? Like that's the part of it I don't understand. Steve, you you gotta. I mean, I'm sure you as a performer, the more and more and more and more promos you cut, the better you got at it, bro. This this girl's been cutting promo. It's it seems like for ten years, and I still feel like I'm getting day one promo. Well, here's the the false positive of NXT has been always talks about where these people come up 
to the main roster, believing they're over because that is a very canned audience that wants you to get over. They don't want to be critical of you. The other thing, too, is Bailey's making a ton of money. If you're making money, you're getting paid to, you're not suffering financially for your lack of ability or your lack of progression. Then who, who are we to say anything about that? You know what I mean? Like if we're, if she's doing it so wrong, why is she making six, seven figures a year? Who are we to say? I also, the other thing too is the thought of barely making seven figures. Go ahead. Dolph Ziggler is making seven fifty, and they'd even push him. So think about that. But I also want to redirect the question back to you and everybody else. How many people run these shows? That's been played out now. Hey, they're running the show. Yeah, Bloodline's running right. the show. You're the right. Judgment Day's running the show. Pierce and Aldis are running the show. Like that's been so played out that now that they're the most dominant force in WWE, they're just another group. So what? What are nobody's getting over in that group? So I'll finish with that point. Yeah, nobody, no, nobody's getting over in that group. Nobody's over, but. So they go out, they do the, they do the uh, challenge, and here comes the uh, little TCB tank and Shotzi and Charlotte and Bianca Belair, and because they're a man short, the babies get dumped. Uh, Aldis tells them that uh, they need to find a partner by the end of the show. Uh, we we got to speed this up. We're already eight minutes in. Uh, Street <laughs> Profits uh, and the Brawling Brutes, bro. What 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 did they tease dissension with every group? Like, is that their only freaking go to, bro? Is that but, it? But that's that's the point I'm going to make. Great follow up. You know why? Why should we believe in the group? We just got to watch our watches, and they're going to have dissension sooner or later and break up. Why should I care about them? God, bro. I'm even, a heart foundation, even a heart foundation and other teams, the most famous tag teams, they split in the singles, maybe had a little angle, but they never teased dissension like they do no, today. No, never, never. Um, I, I am going to give them this though, because at least been at least they got a they at least they got a little thread going on throughout the show of they got till the end of the show to pick a partner and they're trying to recruit and everybody they recruit. Um, the uh, damage injury. At, at least they got a thread throughout yes. the show, but I'll give them that. I agree. If I, if we were doing alleged consultants' notes here, that probably would have been it for sure. To to be like, all right, at least they're they're not just calling cold everything and people making their own matches on the fly the entire show. Um, pretty deadly. Uh, and and fight night and street profits. I think street profits finally found the look of where we can actually go is what they are trying to do as heels. Uh, their new gear looked good. And, um, man, Dawkins' punches were awesome in this. I was shocked. He looked like he was really putting a body beating on him when he had him in the corner. Those are some of the best fundamental punches I've seen in a while. So um, it was a fast-paced shotgun, but, again, dissension with fight night or whoever to, to like, what did you do? Uh, I guess we just can't take a loss and be like, I'm sorry, bro, it's on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Then we go to uh, Dragon Lee and Hoyt Axton. Uh, who gives a shit? Then we go to Santos's promo, and and again, bro, bro, I swear to God, Ben, you'll recognize this just being in improv and all that stuff. Ben, at, the more I listen to these promos, yeah, there are so everybody's promos are full of cliches. 
Bro, sure. whoever is writing these promos or if it's the talent coming up with them, whatever, when you're writing down a cliche, bro, know it's a cliche and replace it with something original. Exactly. Everything is a cliche. Santos, never meet your heroes. Like, r- really, bro? Can we not make something our own? No, you're you're absolutely right on that. That should be an instant red flag of, like, we can make – a stronger choice here. What are we trying to say, right? If we're trying to say never meet your heroes, turn that verbiage around. You know what I mean? Uh, and and you can say it without having to put that line out there. So, um, yeah, that those are just um, maybe they think like this is what six-year-olds need to have, then they hear it over and over again and everything else. So, um yeah, there, I, I wrote one note, and I can't even remember what it was on the Dragon Lee and Axiom, but to ask Stevie, the Operation Dragon finish is strange to me. I can't remember what it looks like, but I don't know. It's, a, it, it's a single-arm power bomb into, like, a high uh, neck uh, bump, or are you talking about the, yeah. the you know, also the head scissors into a into a sting uh, scorpion death drop thing? But he, yeah, finished him with a one, he finished him with a one-arm power bomb, but it lands real high on the neck. And I'm like, yeah. you can't do that. You can't do that move to everybody. It's, no, it's, that's, it's that's off, why I wrote Right that. off the bat, it's wrong. Yep. And Axiom kind of out of nowhere, even though it holds his own. Uh, we have this, and sometimes this is just Lucha style, I guess, and what they want to do. I saw a story that Triple H wants, is like pissed because people say Mexican wrestlers can't get over. So like that's his mo and this guy's from spain and the other I guy i think that's what hunter said back in the day too <laughs> hunter said the same exact thing. and now he's trying to prove himself wrong um but but uh i mean th- these guys go dead cell to right back up to dead cell they don't work levels they don't beat the guy down and then when your dead cell means nothing when you superman right back up again and i know that can be just difference of where they came up and working but uh it, it really sticks out to me ben what did you think about this in ring with vega and uh santos and carlito and all that what you think of that yeah i mean <laughs> now we've got selena vega crying because the lwo is breaking up and slaps across the face and willie smack her back and i'm surprised nobody got hit with a chonkla and any other stupid ass thing red beans and rice cliche that you could put out there so um yeah to me with ray uh ray um in the hospital he, I heard you guys talking from last week. Thank you very much for covering, by the way, while I was away. Um, we even about, plugged you. We even plugged you, bro. We even plugged I, I you at the end of the show. Yes. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, is that Ray's saying how he's crying and whining the blues yep. instead of you know being the righteous hero? Hero, it's Ray Mysterio. He if after Santos tore him down, saying don't meet your heroes, he's a bitch. Then he, they showed him as a bitch. Kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Santos is right. Right. So and like that's not how you protect Ray Mysterio, and and I'm surprised us an ultimate legend like Ray would go with that creative to be portrayed like that. Yeah. You know. I tell you what. Now that you have two people kind of saying it, uh, some fans might think there is some truth to Ray being a scumbag and a deadbeat dad. You know, it might not be the worst idea in the world to actually turn Rey Mysterio heel in the end and reunite him and Dominic. 
How do you bring the daughter back into it to help with that story? That, that's him and him and uh, Dominic both beat her up, beat the whole family up. What did you guys think about the uh, Heyman Sequoia, uh, you know, not LA Knight promo and the match between LA Knight and uh, Jimmy Uso? Uh, I mean, the one thing that made me really cringe in this is when Heyman starts talking like how workers would in the back. He said, uh, like how he sets it up and then you'd come down doo, 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 and everyone's laughing. And he goes, and then we bump out of the ring. I'm going, Oh dude, don't say that. Don't talk that shop shit on there for the, you know, the black shirt fucking. That's two, those, those black shirts are what keep them employed and keep them in a spot. Yeah, bro. dude, but you can't be going at the beginning of the show with the six year old cliches. And then, go to the 46 year olds at that time bro you you can't have both shows going on at the same time with that and again he should be better than talking shop like that on the mic man so that that made me like can i ask ask you guys a psychological question listen i'm not gonna freaking lie bro i cannot stand seeing paul Heyman for another minute i i I, he it it is so played out it is so old bro I, i i am so sick and tired of it Bro, at this point, I got to ask you guys a question because let's really get back to the fundamentals and let's really get back to this is a television show. Okay, that that's what this is, bro. So somebody say somebody's tuning in this show for the first time. They're watching a television show. Bro, does Paul Heyman like this is a shoot question. Does he have any heat? And if he has heat, what what is his heat? To me, bro, this is the same character you're prancing out there for the last 10 years. He says the same thing every time, and he gets a reaction because he's Paul Heyman. If somebody new is watching this, where is Heyman's heat? Well, I'm going to compare that to Freddie Blassie. Bobby the Brain Heenan, you know, the Grand Wizard, Lou Albano. These were managers with heat because they did things and said things to get them heat. What I don't understand what Heyman's heat is. He he kisses Roman's ass. He kisses the ass of everybody in the bloodline. I don't understand where the heat is. Well, the people you mentioned, and Ben and I talked about this before, Heenan was probably greatest manager of all time because he was a former worker. J.J. Dillon's in there, too. When it came time for him to get his ass beat, that's what presented the heat because the heat is we can't wait for somebody to get their hands on you and beat your ass. The only person that's ever touched Polly is Roman when he Superman punched him and he stayed with him. So there's no real heat on Paul. It's literally just like, Say the line, you know, like Bart Simpson, the episode, say the line, say the line, say the line, and then it's over and you're done. That's right. all it is. I mean, Ben, ben do you, what, what's your point of view on this? Yeah, I mean, you guys worked with them side by side, so you have uh, a different perspective than I do being an ECW super fan. So I, I don't really get uh, tired of seeing them. I just want more and what I know he's capable of, you know, and the mailed in Pavlovian call and answer is a baby, baby face thing. So how could you have any heat? 
You know, if he's if he's just sitting on the outside going, come on, and, and or smiling or whatever, you know, doing a Paul Bear thing, but it, it really isn't um, a, anything except window dressing of <laughs> a slimy Jewish guy, a manager who slinks around with the tribe when they should have booted him out long ago, right? But because of who he is and his legacy with the family, and he says a couple words in <laughs> Samoan, and even that sounds ridiculous almost every time he does it that's the reason why we keep him there i don't know man uh it, it doesn't work you um, think match, ben? I, the other thing i want to say in this yeah. segment is L, they're they're way over scripting la night and it's hurting him because oh, he man. he's trying to remember things and he stumbles and he trips he needs simple bullet points and he probably needs a monologue coach to get his confidence up to stand in the spotlight and be front footed because he's never had that opportunity in other spots, except for maybe impact. Uh, and, and even in NXT, it, it was just probably in promo class. So he needs more reps, but he needs to have less restraints on him because this is the fourth or fifth time where you can see that he's trying to deliver exactly what they want. And it's yeah. handcuffing him. Yeah. Steve, you were going to say something. Go ahead, man. Well, I, I was, I forgot what I was going to say about that. But the, the LA Knight thing, I sensed it. I was just like tripping over words and stopping, yeah. and you could see him thinking about the next line. Mm-hmm. This is not unintentional. This is not by accident. They, oh, why man. would you get a guy that's going over and say, "Well, you're getting over massively into the main event picture," so now let's let's produce you. It doesn't make you. He got to that point without them producing him. And now it's, I think it's sabotage to a certain extent. I swear when people not, say, you know, people say, people say yeah. too, Vince, I'll let you uh, jump in. People say too, there's been a lot of comments about that. He did not become less over after losing to Roman Reigns. And I vehemently disagree with that, the way it was set up. And then even two weeks to get the Jimmy, but then it's really just buying time, the survivor series. He's getting less over with each week. So I'm sorry. I can just remember Ben, like as a shoot, like, you know, when rock or Mick or, or uh, Austin would come up to me and it would be like, you know, they would just say, you know, cause you just say, you know, like Vince, what do you want me to say? Bro? I literally would laugh. I, I literally would laugh and say, I, I kind of think you guys know what to say, but yeah. you know, Ben, this plays right into the exactly what the theme of this whole show is about. Cause I swear to God, you guys, I've written a billion promos and you know, you, you have a tendency to write a cliche, but then you catch yourself and you make it original. What, what do the, what do the baby faces go out there and say, Ben, well, there's a thin line between love and love hate. And hate. Yeah. All, all these shows are full bad, of this bro. shit, bro. Yeah. So then, and bro, here's another Looks thing. Looks like you've got me between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, and, and, then, and then, Bailey, you don't have the numbers in your favor because you're an idiot and a loser. Oh, my God. I, 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 anyway. How about the Cody run-in, too? Like, not booked on the show, just happened to be here in good old Evansville, Indiana. Couldn't wait to touch down and come to Evansville. Oh, we're gonna get Co- we're gonna get to Cody in, in Raw, bro. We're oh, dude, I popped big last night. Yeah, we're gonna get to Cody in Raw. But my God, bro, man, think about this, guys. Between the reveals of the fifth the fifth woman being Becky on this show, and then Orton on Raw. 
How freaking flat were these reveals? Like, I am a big believer in setting the table, setting the table, setting the table. So if you know you got a big reveal, set the table and the place explodes. Bro, they had Becky walk in the back door, no music, no entrance, no nothing. I mean, how? how, what is the reason for that, Ben? Well, I'm glad you... uh phrase that in the form of a question i appreciate that yeah uh they they absolutely missed <laughs> and what is the big talk of becky lynch going 0 and 60 on jeopardy but we can't make the man look weak and that is the wait whole a minute hold on bro wait wait, wait hold on wait a minute I'm reading these headlines all week that Becky Lynch set records, and I'm th- I didn't read anything. I'm thinking yeah, Becky no. Lynch is a genius. Wait no. a minute, she Dude. went over sixty. She she got none right. Was at minus twenty five hundred dollars at the end. They gave her five hundred, and then they gave her the answer because there's no way she was getting Salvador Dali for the finish. She <laughs> it, it was it was uh, Macaulay Culkin had sixteen thousand eight hundred left. And then it was Rachel Drash from Saturday Night Live, who's a phenomenal improviser and a brilliant performer. And she beat Macaulay Culkin by a dollar by and for thirty six thousand. She got a grand for her charity. Otherwise, those kids would have been out in the cold, bro. Oh she my god, bro! And and that should be the next three months of what we do is constant ribs on Becky of everybody how stupid she is, and we, they didn't even reference it in this five hours, bro. That's wow. everything. Think, think, think about that for a second, Dude. Stevie. Like, my God, like, aren't <laughs> shouldn't you know the level of intelligence of your talent before you put them on that show? I mean, my, that, that how is that a positive Dude, that's the Special Olympics Jeopardy? The Celebrity Jeopardy. You go all in sixty. <laughs> oh my God, that I I had no idea. But go ahead, Ben. Finish your thought. Go ahead. No, Stevie, do you want to add uh, how stupid it was? Well, it just shows politically that that her and Seth probably have a stranglehold on on yeah. the office, because yeah. any other time they would be literally salivating at the chance to to pull that rib on TV. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I agree a hundred percent on that. That's a uh, very interesting because that could set everybody in motion. You could bring in the guy I don't even know his name. He reminds me of the fucking dwarf from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer Claymation, whoever the new host is. That dude creeps me out. Macaulay Culkin's into wrestling. He's done stuff at PWG, and Rachel Dratch can get over no problem and improvise on the spot and outshine everybody. So to not carry that over and 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 even people after she cuts her big suck in promos and owl face, I go, could you Please do that again, but phrase it in the form of a question, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. Or, you know, she hits something and up on the screen comes double jeopardy and she <laughs> hits it again. Like oh, there's, there's so many things that we leave on because the man has to have an ego. Don't you know? I can't be made to look a fool. A man in my position cannot be made to look foolish. Right. So, 
Um, yeah, man, we we're missing. Here it is. It's right on the table. Uh, I you. swear, bro. I read the headlines and I thought she was a genius. What's it at home? The kids ain't eating paint chips. This guy's over here trying on dresses for raw in front of me. She's smacking her head in the wall. Like that's what she does at home. Oh, like, my God. Uh, oh, <laughs> America's my. dumbest family. Oh my God. That is tremendous. That is tremendous. I right, let's, uh, let's go to raw, bro. Um, listen, man, if they if they can stay true to this Drew character, I like it. I like I like them just going out there and just, you know, telling the truth. I, I, I love I love the why should I get over it? See, that's that's the complete opposite, because it's like, you know, yeah. everybody tells you get over it, get over it, get over it. Get over it. I've never heard anybody say, why should I get over it? I thought that was pretty good. I love them in there just telling the truth about uh you know uh everything. I, I thought I thought this promo was good, man. If they can stay true to this character, Stevie, I think they might have something there. Yeah, they got a really good crop of guys. You're talking about Drew, you're talking about Damian Priest, you're talking about Gunther, you even throw a Chad Gable in there and an Otis, and they have a good crop of people that could be the next generation of single stars. They could really be mid to top echelon, but once again, like we, we say, hey, one good week of TV, one good promo by Drew, maybe two weeks, but we're waiting for it. We're waiting for the L.A. night overproducing treatment yep, yep, where absolutely. Drew is going to do a what's the next line, and it's totally ruined. Yeah. Ben? Yeah, I, I, the promo is good. He can always deliver. He's got the just for men going in there for the dark hair. Uh, I don't really, am I aligned with Judgment Night or whatever the fuck? I don't care, dude. Like, we understand you got to play dark heel. Here's what makes me laugh <laughs> is, is it the middle of summer or is it going into winter? Because I got one guy in a skirt with a leather jacket on and no shirt. I got another guy with a sleeveless T-shirt on. Here comes Inspector Clouseau with a full-length uh, jacket on and a three-piece suit coming down. Like, So is it 90 degrees outside or is it 20 degrees in here, bro? Like, everybody wearing these ridiculous oh things. Oh, my God. Like, bro, you're, you're going to come to a fight in your winter effing coat. In Co- coat, dude. Bro, dude. Cody Rhodes, seriously, bro, get get over yourself, dude. Get over yourself. Dude. You want to be this fashion plate Ric Flair wannabe so bad that it's, you're going to come crazy. down to the ring and fight in your winter coat, Stevie. Not even take it off on the way to the ring, bro. Fight in the coat. I knew climate change was a real problem in this world. I didn't know, depending upon where you stand in the arena, it could be either summer or winter. There you go. I'm still I'm still waiting for the pocket watch. I was hoping the pocket watch would come oh, flying out man. during the fight. Brother, get over yourself. Like Dude, really get over yourself. It just looks like a ridiculous stage picture when guys are out there. A with if you're wearing no shirt and a leather jacket, not it just looks stupid, guys. I don't know what to tell you. And then throw the old kilt on with it. And then sleeveless McGee and then this guy standing next to each other. It just doesn't doesn't line up. Well, at what about all. boy odd uh, stuff alive? What's that? Uh, it was like Cookie Monster and Big Bird had a baby. The yeah, first yeah. Bird. <laughs> Stop, that skinned out Cookie Monster and threw that on real quick. And, bro, this is what I mean just about, like, not having any idea. And I know, Ben, you put over, like, uh, you know, like Adam Pierce a lot and this, that, and the other thing. But, guys, let, let me explain something, please. We're about 10 minutes into the show. We know we got a uh, – we, we got a um, – 
you know, replay of last year's Super Bowl with the with the uh, with the Chiefs and the Eagles on the other side. What does Pierce say, Stevie? Fifteen minutes into the show, Pierce says nobody is fighting tonight. <laughs> okay, then what All am right. I watching the yeah. show for? Let, let, if nobody's fighting tonight, I'm going to go watch. Bro, it's things like that. Every little thing matters, bro. Why are you going to phrase it that way? And then, okay, if nobody's fighting tonight, I'm just going to go watch the game. And the dig dived even deeper in that. He goes, nobody's fighting tonight. If anybody throws a punch, you lose your uh, advantage, right? And then he goes, now we're going to have a match between you two guys. I go, so they're not going to hit each other? They're just going to stand in the <laughs> ring? Like, which is it? Is it? Oh, fight backs, like all these little quantifiers and qualifiers, you know? Yeah. I am looking forward to, because both of them can work <laughs> really well, is when Pierce and Aldis have to have a match. I think that'll be cool if we build to that the right way, and I think they are with these Aldis showing up, being the heel and the face-off, and they've made an obvious choice with Pierce to take him kind of from – the vanilla manager, Jack Tunney style to showing emotion and everybody picking at him and him having more stroke like the McMahon character did. So it's, there's some interesting stuff with the GMs going on right now. Yeah. I will say this guys, I'm going to, I'm going to give them i I'm going to give them credit again because you know, they, you know, listen, man, maybe, maybe it was because the, you need a partner gimmick, but I got to tell you, bro. And and I'm going to, Put it over because this is a step in the right direction. But again, is it over next week? They did kind of thread this show as well. They threaded it with jury duty in the back. They dreaded it with, you know, they need. So, I mean, you know, that was good. And and again, but it's like we see this. And then next week, we're totally back to match after match after match. Nothing makes sense. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We're watching what can be done right, isolated within one or two nights, SmackDown and Raw. But you said it before. You have to give us six months of solid weekly episodes in order to start to catch on. Not even like your your problems aren't solved after that. You're just starting to turn it around. But we know it's just a one-off, and we can catch any episode of Raw or SmackDown and but we can't miss Monday Night Football. We can't miss college football. We can't miss now next week Black Friday. They're going to have football on Prime. Even the the Dolphins and the Jets are going to outdraw SmackDown, yeah. and that's going to be a blowout. Yeah. Here's the number one thing I saw on both shows that the opening. I like the thread, like you said, we we put that over. But here's what has to change: is the inciting openings of these shows. You can't like the, the I get to like it's a rock concert and they want to sing along. Dude, just um here's four bars of this guy's entrance, four bars of this guy's entrance, yes. four bars of it, and then they stand in a line, and then we here comes the whole heel crew, and they stand in a line, and we say something stupid until fucking Pierce or all this step in. They did it with the girls, and they did it with this right here. It's so mm, channel changing easy when people are standing in a line just ping-ponging meaningless vernacular back and forth we need action out of the gate yeah that's still part of the storyline of the threat of what's going through but the action is what causes the reaction throughout the rest of the show none of these words mean anything we're just stalling for 15 minutes till we finally get to where we should have started and we never had an in-ring without action at the end of it ever 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 that was a rule of thumb if it's gonna end in a brawl 
Start with the brawl. That's yeah. where you start. And things are out of control. The kick raw off. Boom. We got to separate them. And then guys are screaming at each other. And the words mean something because yeah. we've already seen the fist thrown. Yeah. Guys, I got to ask you. And, I, man, the more I think about this, you know, Stevie, with your channel and stuff, the more I think about this, I'm like, bro, like, we never, ever see that anymore. First of all, you got Nia Jax in there against Rockle Rodriguez. Now, I think a Rockle has got, I, I bro, I think, I, I think she's got potential. You know, she's big. She looks like a star. She's a good looking girl. I think there's potential there. And I'm watching this and I'm like, bro, why would you beat her clean? What have been, whatever happened to Stevie? Remember the referee would take a bump and, and the baby face would have the heel beat. Remember that, but 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 the ref wasn't there. Remember that. Why would we just beat her clean? Like you, you know, Stevie and Ben. At the end of every match, this has to do something for everybody. What in God's name did this do for Rodriguez? Well, I, I mean, the match was really good. I have to say the, yeah, the formula, I the, the way too. they worked, yeah, formula and the way they worked is the way mm-hmm. bigger girls should work. You throw in Piper Niven. And other people, even Natty or something, you could, you got something with that as opposed to trying to put Chelsea Green or Becky and it just totally loses any kind of reality. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, one person has to go over, one person has to get over. Both girls kind of got over, but then Raquel, as you said, doing a clean job like that was not the way to go. So I may do a video on this on what went right because as much as I put out there about Nia and everything, yeah. this, this played to everybody's strength in the match. It was probably the best I, match of the week. I watched the whole match, Stevie, and I yeah. never, ever do that. But, like, Ben, why why wouldn't you just do something like that for the finish? Yeah, no, easy, because that gets Raquel over to go check on the ref, turn around, Nia kills her, puts her in the corner, right. and then, boom, ref comes two, one, two, three, right? So we're we're showing that she is a righteous baby face. Right. I was a little worried about when she tried to walk her off with a powerbomb for the finish because – my shoulder and neck were hurting yesterday. So I was just relating to everything of like, oof, like trying to tweak that one wrong way there. It could go bad, but she was safe when she hit the Yoko bomb on her. I think that after Stevie's video, like she's probably more mindful of it, you know, and sure there's money on both of these girls. I just think Raquel Gonzalez is another example of that nxt coming up your main roster you're over show your lats in your back and smile even when she was a baby face she's doing the vince smile does she really know what she's supposed to be does she have a real sense of what her character is maybe she does i'm not seeing that yet and i think that needs to be developed but that's a if you're a booker to have two women that that look like them i mean that's just awesome brushes to paint with so yeah yeah yeah. i I like this yeah, when she got fired, she got fired way too many times. Yeah. She fired yeah. up after each and every move. So I right. think they told yeah. her, show more fire and aggression, but in between everything rather than at a specific Ooh. moment to do that. Man, you got you guys got a real life for this, don't you? Very nice. <laughs> um Here's another thing, bro. Again, I'm like, I'm looking like this is like, this is like literally, literally like, kindergarten one plus one is two two plus two is four now we got back-to-back women's matches you never did that bro you never booked tag back-to-back women back-to-back go ahead ben there's just small things and this is just i just 
have to get it out like I would if we were doing consultants. Uh, I didn't mind where they were backstage with allegedly with Pierce, and then the girls walk in, walk in, walk in to like he's surrounded in the stage picture. That was that to me. That's okay, middle school level of production. What I, I just look at those scenes. Imagine if it was Pierce at a desk, and all you hear is that four kilohertz tone, and you're up here on his face. And he, you pan back, and slowly you can hear the girls all bitch at him, and they're all surrounding him in the office in a reveal that way. They get to the point that they want to, but they're not looking at it with a critical Scorsese, David Chase eye of, I know what I want to do in this scene. How can we do something fun that would make it the production yeah, level heighten it even more? You know what I mean? Like, those are, when I see scenes like that, I'm like, oh, I, I see what they're trying to do, and that worked, but... How can we make it even better through cool production? Yeah. Then, Stevie, when we get to the booking again, okay, bro, we got we got uh, Zia Lee knocking two girls out cold two weeks in a row. The third week, she faces Becky Lynch and loses. Like, what? Really? Well, let's, let's pair. I was laughing at Ben's thing because it's like I, I can hear Johnny Ace, like a talent relations Misery, 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 misery. Okay, everybody, have fun out there tonight. Have fun. <laughs> you know, after all that shit. Um, here's the other thing about that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the girl's over now. Two weeks of, of killing other girls, by the way, that also have come back in that multi-person match, got kicked in the head again, but no concussion. Yeah, And the kick in that match was actually more devastating looking than the Zia Lee kicks. So here we are. Just everybody's getting kicked in the head after these concussions for two weeks. Girls over, does a job. And and I hate to be mean to Becky. I know you guys were already a lot meaner, so please go after these two guys. But <laughs> she can't be doing the rock bottom. It's like it's it's, it's that's a rock bottom. Like ever she just grabs it and then just there's no up and down like Rocky does. There's no power. It's just a shitty move. Don't yeah. do it if you can't do it. Yeah. Here's what I'm confused by. On the way down to the ring, Zia Lee can shoot lightning out of her ass if she wants to. <laughs> Why, when somebody's got you pinned, wouldn't you just hit them with some electric light. electricity? Like, yeah, I fucking light. light your ass up, you know? Like, but, um, or or but, you get, the person steps through the ropes and I just go, boom, and you get hit with lightning and you you drop dead right there, pin you. She traded that in for the uh, mascara. Oh, she instead fart pillow eyes, and she's got powers, <laughs> and she's got two big ninja weapons that come down with to do the Mortal Kombat thing. Why is she not trying to stab somebody to death? Like, if you're gonna bring that stuff there, you got to use it. I'm gonna make a huge prediction here, bro, for Survivor Series, and I'm gonna tell you what I'm basing it on. Okay, I am predicting that. Uh, Zoe Stark is going to defeat Rhea Ripley to become the women's champion. And do you know why? In her package, Zoe Stark pointed out, Ben, this is her destiny. This is this is this is my bro. If I see one more, this is my free. Okay, bro. If this is your destiny and you lose to the to the champion, are we done now? Like, are are we done? Like, this is this is what I'm talking about with these freaking cliches, bro. This is my destiny. Now you're gonna go out there and freaking lose. 
You're 100% right. Like the, the her with the close ups and like, you can't shoot her like that, bro. You like, it's like, oof. Oh, of course they can and they will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you're not doing her any favors and to have these over and over face to face where there's a dartboard. I like what you did with the place with the knickknacks. Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> you know who we need to, you know who we need to bring back, Ben? Remember, remember, Abashango. No, better. Remember the unknown comic. <sighs> what if Zoe is the unknown wrestler? I'm down with that, man. Yeah. To be honest, you're saying put a paper bag over her head like yeah. the Saints. Yeah. I didn't want to say Stevie. You you um, just said it. I didn't want to say. I, well, I, we had a we had a we, girl. Text, in, I just got the text. You texted to me, so you told me. We had a girl in DCW uh, who was also named Lana, who was, you know, uh, a definite piece of TNA. And she thought she was over. So as a rib rip made her wear a bag on her head for like 18 weeks straight, bro. And then she took it off because her family came to watch the show and blew off all the business. And I wrote her off TV the next week for fucking breaking the gimmick, bro. Well, that's but, yeah, that's a, that's exactly what they did with Carmella. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, 100%, dude. So, uh, you know who else I think is doing, and she's right up for fresh off NXT, and it's coming up in a segment in the future. Shayna Baszler. No, no, not at all. All Go ahead. How about Ronda Rousey debuting on ROH? What a fucking flop. Uh, But I didn't even know ROH was still running. Yeah, dude. Well, that's in the fifth hour of AEW, and they had her come out, and people were like, what? She's here? Yeah, the stupidest debut ever. Um, but the girl who's with um, Gable uh, there, she's got it turned up to 11. And for a younger performer, that's good because you can always dial them back as opposed to pulling a performance out of them. And she's becoming more and more confident and just saying yes and to acting a fool if she needs to. Yeah, You know, even though she's attractive, she seems like a big goofy nerd in real life. And you're seeing that shine through. And for the real nerds out in the crowd, that makes her almost attainable and relatable to. So I see a lot of potential in her. It's just as the C player in the scene, she she's not pulling focus, but she's adding to it every time I've seen her in the last couple of weeks. So I wanted to say her performance, even as a smaller bit player, is shining through. Yeah. Bro, listen, I'm I'm sorry. I, bro, I swear to God, guys, I watched these first two matches. I watched Becky and I watched Jack. I actually watched the matches. But, bro, as soon as I see a, a guy wearing 110 pounds, I could – I think Gargano's losing weight. I literally think the dude's losing weight, bro. But anyway, uh, Gargano and Kaiser. And, again, how long have we been – teasing this Imperium breakup gimmick. Bro, this has been going on for like, it seems like a year. I think it's only been since August, but the time knows. Oh, uh, I think nothing. it's been I think it's been longer than that. Bro. Well, I mean, th- that's because these guys have been together so long. They were like, then they had battles in NXT. No one gives a fuck. Don't put over like some big NXT thing. This is the hot right now. So, because when they did that, it was like, well, these guys have fought fifty times in NXT. So, what do I care to watch it now? As opposed to I'm seeing it for the first time on Raw because I don't watch NXT. So everybody's oversaturated inside their own bubble in the way they talk about it. But I did like the Gunther business afterwards because even though it's teasing dissension and a breakup, they're not. He did what Hitler probably did or Stalin did, 
and have his underlings switch from you're my number one guy. You're the number two guy, right? There's the yeah. whole office episode of, of that, of yeah. the rankings and shit. Right. So I like that, that that's the game they played out of that as, you know, as opposed to like, Oh, these two guys are going to fight, but um, chop on the outside and, and whatnot is more jacked than anybody in the ring. So that's, that's a, t- that's a tough look uh, to be like, I would rather see Ciampa in there fighting, I guess, yeah. you know? Man, what about uh, what about the pre-tape with all the with all the girls that was next for the that's, fatal for the fatal four way? Yeah, that's where I'd like to see it reshot the other way. You know what I mean? I, I didn't mind all the hen packing with him right in the middle of the scene. I thought the stage picture was good. Then we go to the fatal four way. What'd you guys think about this? Three out of the four matches so far have been women. Yeah, this has got to be a record-breaking night for women. I heard you said, what, we had 14 or 16 a couple weeks ago? I think yeah. they got them all on here, too. Yeah, I swear to God, bro, you, you, guys, you, you, guys, you know, like, seriously, everything is about making money, making money, making money. Who's making money? Who's putting asses in seats? Who's making money? Bro, when I look at all the girls in this in this uh, uh, four-way, um, bro, like, why – 80% of the women in this match are not making the company a dime. Not a dime, bro. Tinkus to Evers to Chance ain't drawing a dime, bro. Indy Indy ain't drawing a dime. Francis LaRue ain't drawing a dime. Tegan Knox ain't drawing a dime. You can get rid of every single one of these women and not miss a beat. My, 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 my point is, bro, if they're if they're not drawing money, why are they there? And I got an answer for that. Stevie, Ben, this is what you guys do for a living. And and here's where I think we're at, which will explain all these people on the roster that should not be on the roster. Bro, I'm sorry. You can can have tinkers to evers to chance on every show for the next 10 years, and they're never getting over. Okay, let's just say that. Here's where I think they're at, Stevie. Is that Coach Carter and Katana now? Who? Coach Carter? Who, who, who's Tinker's Evans? Whoever. The two girls, the pimple, Co- the Coach Carter one. and someone else. Coach Carter, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Coach Carter. Here's where, from Marijuana, not gotcha. here's where I think they're at, guys. This is this dawned on me yesterday while I'm watching. I'm watching all these people that are never going to get over, never going to draw a dime. It would never be that way. Stevie, I think that the WWE is now looking at themselves – as strictly content providers. I, I really believe that, Stevie. They they got they gotta provide three hours of content to USA. We gotta provide two hours of content. I literally think, bro, that's what they're looking them at themselves as. As long as we uh, as long as we create content and fulfill our, our obligations, and the content doesn't necessarily have to be good. We just have to create content. I really believe that's where they're at. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that because as long as, I mean, live sports are at a premium. They're getting paid way too much money in some ways in WWE and in general wrestling. is getting paid far more than it deserves because they're not drawing ratings. But you're right, because if we fill three hours here, two hours here, 
the executives aren't going to watch the show. Nobody has that kind of time. Even we get paid to do it and we still don't have the time to do right. it. So no network executive, we allegedly have dealt with them. They don't watch the show. They hire people to watch the show for them. And, and if they, those people want to keep their jobs, there's probably a consultant in Titan Towers that's serving two masters, Vince and the network, and is just telling both what they want to hear. Yeah. I mean, but, but Ben, that's what I feel like I'm looking at. They're just, they have all these people and they're just creating content. I think the metric may line up that way of what it is just to keep building, building, building. I think that's what Khan's idea is too, with buying ROH and, uh, and having all these extra shows that don't draw ratings. Cause when you you'd be like, ah, I'm down to lose money now and lose 150 million doing those shows. Cause I know when we sell our library or lease it, I can get two, uh, you know, twice as much for it based on the amount of watch hours of what it is. So there, there may be some real business sense of that. It doesn't mean that the creative or the work is going to be good. Yeah. And then if you're going to Evansville, Indiana, fuck that. I'm not going send Indy Hartwell. She can, she can go work there. <laughs> you know, so uh, that, that could be part of it too. Hey, uh, by the I, way, I do have a uh, breaking news, breaking news. Oh, hold on, man. Oh, uh, hold on, man. Wrong one. Hold on. Here we go. Yes. Yes. All over the world, especially Japan, as Ben <laughs> just said, um, I heard that Tony Khan made one of the soundest investments ever for AEW. And since you think he's losing money hand over fist, I'm here to tell you different. Apparently, Tony Khan has taken out life insurance policies on everyone on the roster. He's going to be a trillionaire after they all finally <laughs> kill each other. Oh my hey, God. I would That's, do it if I could. Yeah. If I could take out a life insurance policy on Moxley, Danielson, yeah, whatever kids are coming back, I'm I'm gonna. It's like the new Bitcoin. <laughs> right. Yeah, the Lord, the old uh, Stevie, the old Lords of London. Are they still around? That, yeah. that, oh, that's dude, what right. I would do yeah. if I were him on Not every right talent, down. bro. The, men, the Minnesota boys ruined that for everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Hey, guys, I I liked Miz and Gunther. I like Gunther is great, bro. Yeah. This, Gunther's this is it. great. He is great. You talk about a guy that is absolutely in control confident like he bro he's great and and i kind of like this what were you gonna say ben this is 101 truth and comedy right here i mean i say that for improv but he all he had to do was go back to the well of like you were a little nerd like the rest of these weirdos out here and and i like that and then and, and miz no selling it stone eye in it and then saying and when you got here you worked hard to get here your heroes told you that you're a little weirdo and you don't belong here and that's exactly how I feel. And I'm different than them and I'm different than you. And that's why I'm a star and you're always a wannabe that he laid it out very well and very naturally not Gunther. You're going to say this. You could feel the difference. Yeah. Yes. That, oh yeah. Right? No doubt. And you know, Miz can come off the cuff and he just had to sit there in silence. So a guy who usually runs his mouth like me <laughs> to be silent is a powerful moment. And then, you know, he got, he got back up over him. I didn't really like the, Come on, hit me shoulders like three or four times. Miz has been a champ way too much. If you nudged him once, he should have been teeing off on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. there was a couple things that were like, okay, maybe not a choice I would have made, but I agree fully. I think this is working because it shows how good Miz can be to go from an annoyance heel for a decade 
with this guy who needs a competent baby face to work with him as a top heel, it, it works, man. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I yeah, gotta dude. disagree on the uh, physicality part. I like the okay. way it was done because it wasn't the pro wrestling. It was literally how one of us would have got bullied as a kid. Yeah, shoulder, no, that's bone, good. pie that's face. Good. He's he's mixing it up with real world type of roughing the guy up. Middle reason, school bully shit. You're right. Yeah, You're right. A reason why that this worked as far as Miz not doing anything. Cause I thought about it. I was like, why is he just not hitting them after the first thing? Because the people in the crowd who get bullied do have do two, three, four different, and they, they kind of shut down. So Miz shut down and then had that moment of the fight or flight, almost took the flight then turn around and popped them or hit them with the, the nut so shot. Wow. That that's, was a- that's like, yeah, good, 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 Stevie. No, he's just he's he's he. The crowd is living through Miz in that yeah. moment, which yep. is why they strung it out. I was just gonna say that's Doctor Stevie right there, Ben. Is, we, bro, we just like, had an appearance from Doctor Stevie. I, I got a lesson right there, man. Like I, it's easy to talk it out one way, and he took it to the the high level of what it broke is broken down to. And I'm kind of glad that they're thinking at that level. You know, it might be the Miz. It yeah. might be somebody else saying, no, usually I'd tee off on you, but you just made me relatable to the weirdo fans. I got to act like they would. So yeah. uh, there's there's your PhD lesson right yeah. there from Dr. But I, I can't you know. say enough. Like, free, freaking Gunther is great. I Like, I can't say enough. What a, I mean, he, yeah. he, he, he bro, you, you could see him as a heel in the movies. Yeah. You, you know, you, yeah. you, I mean, phenomenal. Um. I gotta say this, bro. I swear, and and Ben, you mentioned her uh, earlier in the show the, with um at um uh, a Gable's group. What's her name again? Maxine. Oh, Maxine. Maxine. Bro, I swear to God, Gable Nakamura next. Nakamura's going over. I've, uh, they they have no clue. Like Nakamura is talking about, he's got his eye on somebody, and then there's rumor of them bringing in uh, one of the Japanese big wrestlers or whatever. But I got I swear to God, guys, we talk about like how great Gunther is to me, the most wasted guy on this on this roster, bro. And I don't understand it is Otis. Yeah, this guy, guys, do you remember there used to be a little promotion? And, and, bro, all of a sudden, it used to be on national. It was on WOR, you know, at, at, at like midnight or something. It came out of nowhere. And remember, they had this character, the Mighty Igor. Remember the Mighty Igor? Do you know what I'm talking about, Steve? Yeah, Tex, McKen- Tex McKenzie, the Love Brothers. Uh, they had all these guys. But the Mighty Igor, I mean, that's who Otis could be. And And, may, and if they just broke him out with her. If she was like, I don't understand this guy. Nobody looks like Otis. Nobody. So you, 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 you've literally got three, four Japanese women on damage control, and it's pretty hard to 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 tell to to, 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 to refer, what, what's the word? I'm, differentiate. Differentiate. Differentiate one from the other. You got a guy in Otis that nobody looks like. This guy looks like a freak. He's shown his personality. He's shown his acting chops. Why do you have him freaking buried in this group? Well, you, you know what it is, too? Uh, just a little bit of history on there's guys like Otis who got over huge without having the charisma nor nor the the presence that you're talking about. Haystacks Calhoun, Jerry Blackwell, 
Big Daddy over in uh, Europe. And uh, I'm thinking of, I mean, it's kind of like an Andre the Giant special attraction type guy, even though he doesn't Mabel, have yeah. Mabel, Mabel yeah. yeah, tons of guys. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, they're, they're good workers. I mean, Gable suffers. He could be the next Kurt Angle, but because he's so good, let's put him, get, get him and use him to put other people over. Once they show, once he showed that he can do the Chris Farley and that he showed that he'd do the Scotty Too Hotty Worm, I mean, that's house show 101. You're made, bro. Like, that's your, that's your Rikishi with, you know, uh, too cool this shit, right? Like, that, that, that's so, that's what he's going to be pigeonholed in into that time. Did you hear what, remember when they were the working class guys, him and, uh, Tucky, his old partner there, and they, yeah. Heavy machinery, is that what they were called? Yeah. Um, did you hear what they had pitched before that that I think would have got over and, and <laughs> done what we try and tell every superstar to do to have something on the outside of this business and use the business? They wanted them, they pitched to them to be like barbecue pit masters yeah. where they're outside the show. Dude, let them go over there at six in the morning, set up the smoker and do brisket for the boys and, and whatever they are and get it over. Like that alone could have made them millions upon millions of dollars of outside from sauce boss shit to food network tv all that stuff and you know what else been like something this freaking simple like when you looked at that original team like that bro abbott and costello though 100 percent. have the dude be the my, my god it's so simple bro yeah you could take laurel and hardy bits or abbott and costello anybody you want and, and and get that stuff over there, bro. But do you remember Ben, or is this before your time? I went down this rabbit hole the other day. Do you remember um um Marty Allen and Steve Rossi? You remember I, that comedy duo? I don't know if I know Allen. Oh, I know you should name, watch them. Watch that, yeah, that would have been that would have been perfect. But yeah, okay. I mean, I, I don't I don't I think that is the biggest miss on this entire roster. There, there's all those old school uh, duos that you could easily take from and trios. It doesn't matter. Like a guy like that can take curly Joe stuff, right? And he can take it from three stooges to anything that he wants to. Um, nobody really does. Uh, oh, damn his name. My little chickadee. Uh, oh, WC Fields. WC Fields. Like, yeah. is there an alternate version of that? What, is yeah, it, what does that look like? I know uh, Chris Farley was going to play that before he passed away. Yeah. And that script's been sitting on the shelf for 20 years now. Yeah. All right. Main event, man. What did you guys think about this? Uh, Drew over um, Yeet. Um, what's his face? Um, Jay Uso. What did you guys think about the main event? Yeet face. Um, yeah. I mean, out of nowhere, big knee, just, uh, it's not the main event. Like it's just a match to get to an announcement. The announcement's the main event. And I was, which is Cody Rhodes is joining team, uh, cookie monster jacket or whatever the fuck. Um, you know, that, that's, that's interesting to me that they didn't have him come out to pop the crowd because we've talked about surprises in the past and you can't build that one. And I, is it a better choice to do it like that where Cody stooges it? And I liked Cody's cliche promo of his stuff from his song. I thought he wove it together pretty well to pop the crowd that Orton's coming back to join them. Was that the right move or should they have Orton walk out behind and guys feed for him? And then we go in the ramp and go off hot brawling that way because they said no violence or do you not do it so people tune in next week to see Orton come back? And ben, I'm going to assume. I'm going to. I'm going to assume uh, the the uh, the, uh, the something went awry in the travel. 
That's what okay. I'm going to do. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because this sucked. You, you, you talk about being flatter than freaking flat. I always picture my, me, me and Ed sitting there and writing this scene. And if we would have wrote this scene, we would have looked at each other and said, bro, this is as flat as flat as can be. We need to freaking change this. So I swear to God, the fact that he wasn't there, I'm going to assume it was a travel issue because I, I mean, Stevie, I thought this absolutely. This guy's been on the shelf for a year and a half, whatever it's been, and that's how you announce he's coming back? That's my opinion. What do you think, Stevie? Well, tell me, I'll I'll go back and kind of ask you a question off of this because I was trying to figure out, is it better to reveal it the week before to generate the buys, or or is it just the fifth man will be there and you guys won't be disappointed. You make a promise that you know people are going to be excited. If it's Orton, mm. could be Punk, could be you know it's not Cena, but they, between Punk and Orton will generate enough just with the mystique. Where if it's one or the other, or maybe both during the show, you will not be disappointed. So what do you do? You think giving it away before that? Yeah, you're right. Half pregnant. We're going to talk about Randy, but he's not here. Right. That sucks. But, but so to just you, pop the surprise too early would be too much. So I like your way to like tease yeah, it to the get to the pay per view. Yeah, it's already well, it's already something people want to see with the with the with the teams and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I mean, Steve, why not let, 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 let's back it up a week. Let's back it up a week, okay, bro? We know last week we got the Eagles and the Chiefs. Next week we know that last week. So last week. Is when I'm 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 building up to the fifth member is going to be announced next week. Yeah. I'm doing that now, bro. Now we can go to the locker room because, bro, and bro, you could tease the shit out of it's punk. You could tease the shit out of it, but if we back it up a week, that's where I really, really would have teased the reveal was going to be last night, and they I just they they missed it. I may do one better than that, but it would have Russo swerve. I would have announced during Raw that it's Cena, then had Judgment Day or whoever's on the heel side injure Cena, and now we're one down. We got to find somebody Absolutely. by Survivor Series or we're one down. That would have yep. that would have been good business. Absolutely, but the way they did it, I don't. I I, I I've never seen it done like this before. I've I've yeah. never seen this done like this before. And they never seen his name, did they? They didn't say no, his name. No, he just uh, – they, no, I mean, they he never said, said his name. They never he's said a predator and yeah. he's uh, – yeah. the you know, he hears yeah. voices in his head with it. Yeah, yeah. But – all right, Ben, a lot going on in your life, bro. Jeez. Smart me up. What's happening, Ben? Oh, my neck and shoulder hurt really good, but uh, we beat the shit out of the Nazi Mafia uh, in Immortal Redemption 3. That's available on Premier uh, TV right now, Network. Uh, Blaze Haram, Sons of Allah. It was a great show. Heat Slater in the house and uh, got his $5 face slap along with number 73, 74, and 75. So those are all out on my Instagram at Hacker Hameen or Facebook or wherever you uh, find Hameen products are sold, especially at channelattitude.com. It was great having Renee Dupree on last week 
for the Friday locker room and plenty of hot AEW breakdown talk after a ridiculous pay-per-view weekend, uh, six hour <laughs> show, uh, for the Monday locker room this week. So, uh, get it in your ears. I'm just going hard in the paint on uh Ravens joint dispensary, man, doing a lot of carpentry and electronics work this weekend. And when I'm doing it, yeah, it's uh, sweat equity, but, it just uh, helps keep me uh, fired up and motivated because I'm a firm believer as well as you guys are that you get in or you get out what you put into it. And uh, I've been putting a lot of effort in (laughs) nonstop, man. So uh, I feel uh, accomplishment and and happy and excited for the future. And we're just going to keep pushing our boundaries and limits. I hope you guys are too at home and subscribe uh, to Hameen Media Group on channelattitude.com. Ben, anything Master Shoot Theater-wise we're going to be looking at? Man, I did have a lot of uh, <laughs> end of the end of the world prophecy in the last week. Um, you know, like whatever geopolitics, idiots with bombs and nukes and whatever, and the UFO stuff that's going on. But there was three hundred percent uptick in <laughs> volcanic activity in Iceland and across the world, and big uh, rifts and fissures uh, happening, and a lot of space energy hitting the planet, which could result in a pole shift. And then there's a lot of breakdown from that. So I've been watching that, and also Tim Alberino, which we didn't really cover the Peruvian face peelers. Yeah, uh, some some interesting updates there too. Let's so talk that, about that. Yeah, that's that's it. You sent me that stuff. That's really 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 interesting stuff, yeah, man. man. Stevie, what is going on with Stevie Richards Fitness? Stevie Richards Wrestling on YouTube. What's happening, bro? Well, the wrestling channel, the, the Nia Jax Raquel Rodriguez match is going to be the next What Went Right. Early access on Patreon, by the way. And since we really can't play much audio, that Gunther Miz segment is going up on patreon.com forward slash Stevie Richards because I think the nuance and the detail of what how good Gunther is. And really, Miz is one of the most underrated guys in the past two decades sure. and never gets. I'm happy to see him get back over to a certain extent as a worker. Uh, but as far as the fitness channel, we're pushing for Black Friday sales. We're reviewing them, talking about the best ones, the worst ones, and we're setting up uh, with different reviews. I got a lot of smart gym equipment here that I'll be reviewing. Also, my cold plunge, which hopefully I'll get it up and running by the end of today, and I'll be bringing that to everybody. I'm going to get a hot tub soon too, Vince. You've inspired me to get one of those. Oh, very nice. It really nice, does help. Nice. Now I won't about, do a Matthew Perry though. I'm not. I'm not back. <laughs> oh my god! Now what about uh, what about Stanford, Connecticut, man? Well, Vince, Vince finally may have found his calling after floating around and you know this part time wrestling thing for like fifty or sixty years. <laughs> um, he's decided now his real calling, his true calling, what he's meant to do, his destiny. As you drink your water, <laughs> destiny. Yes, is to be a barbecue pit master. Oh, nice. Very interesting. But the, the, the wrinkle, the twist in this is that Vince has never cooked a meal in his life. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that's, that's freaking hysterical. We're going to cover that over, guys, at Master Shoot Theater right now. Patreon.com forward slash Russo, T-W-C. Um, guys, also, I just want to tell you, man, a lot of people are are uh, uh, belong to Patreon. A lot of you listen to Patreon. 
Uh, and a lot of you have said for years and years and years, why can't we get Russo's brand on Patreon? Well, bro, we've made that available to you. So you can you can do one-stop shopping, bro, where everything will be under one umbrella if that's the way you want to go. So Russo'sBrand.com is now available on Patreon as well. Nice. That is it, everybody. Yes, for me, Ben and Stevie, we'll see you over at Master Shoot Theater.